Good morning, everyone. Joining us on the line is McHugh Pierre, President and CEO over at the Native Corporation Gold Belt. Good morning, McHugh. Good morning, Kevin. Thanks so much for having me today. It's another Southeast Alaska day, isn't it? It's a, it's a, a beautiful, liquid, sunshine, cloudy day. Uh, well, the visit, well, well, the visitors get to see why the area is called a rainforest. What's been the reception yeah. to the tram lately? Oh, it's been terrific, you know. We are really proud to be able to welcome visitors back in a safe and responsible manner. Uh, we've had some pretty strong numbers. We're um, almost as, as um, successful this year as we are in uh, 2019 from our historical numbers before COVID, which we're really happy about um, for a number of reasons. I mean, we have strong employment numbers. We are still hiring. So we'd, if anybody's interested in working in the tram, we'd, we'd love to consider you. Uh, we have a number of open positions, but we have a, a strong group of shareholders that are dedicated and they come back year after year working for us. So um, talking to other business um, owners and operators in town, I think we're doing a little bit better than, than some. Mm. Of course, there's much more to report than the tram since the 48th annual shareholder, shareholder meeting was held over the weekend. McHugh, what's the executive summary for the report? I think all the door prize winners already know who they are. Oh, yeah. You know, Kevin, it's a, that's one of the most popular parts of the meeting. And, and one thing that, that oh, Goldbelt has done, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, one, thing, one thing Goldbelt's done to make sure we have strong participation is, is give a very strong proxy incentive. So we encourage people to vote um, by having a $100 proxy incentive. We give out strong um, uh, door prizes to encourage people to participate and witness it and, uh, um, and and give feedback and comments. You know, we really love the question and answer. So, um, you know, bottom line up front, Goldbelt had a record year for revenue and profit in 2021. We did uh, 500 million in revenue. Our net income was 30 million and uh, things are going very strongly. We've kind of reached a, a next level um, of a of a stair step, if you will, uh, where we were cruising at about three million in net income and doing about two and a quarter million in revenue, and then we kind of stepped up to ten million in net income, and now we're up to thirty. And what we're doing is is we're putting in places in, in business operations to uh, maintain that level of success, and with that, we're endowing our benefits. You know, we we used up all of our net operating loss carry forward tax credits, if you will, um, um, from our logging days, and so now we have to be thoughtful with our cash management. Otherwise, we're going to pay federal income tax, um, and and while paying income tax is a good thing, it means we're profitable. It also means that uh, we have less money to um, you know give benefits to shareholders. So. Uh, we're working through all of those options to make sure that we can maximize our contribution to shareholder trusts and minimize our, our tax burden and uh, maximize investment in Juno and, and build a stronger, more affordable community for everyone to enjoy and pursue their dreams. So $500 million, I, if my memory serve me, serves me right, it was about half that before the pandemic, wasn't it? That's correct, yeah. When... When I took over in 2019 as CEO, uh, the previous year, 2018, we did $228 million in revenue. So it's, it's quite the increase from even before, because what we had saw from 
the Southeast Business Climate Survey was a lot of talk about the getting out of the pandemic. And so here we are out of the pandemic with Gold Belt, and you're reporting double what you were getting in before the pandemic. Yeah, our business has expanded because of the pandemic. And so, you know, as a holding company, we have 31 subsidiaries, and we're very diverse. So um, we, we saw a strong growth in our federal contracting businesses that perform in the medical sector. So we have um, medical employees, you know, nurses, doctors. Uh, we have uh, medical researchers, PhDs. We have uh, lab technicians. Um, that work in medical research for the CDC, for uh, the military. Uh, but we also have uh, cybersecurity experts and, um, you know, IT experts, and we've seen those areas grow as well. And, and so even though we did have losses in our tourism businesses, uh, specifically the tram, which were pretty significant, we were able to overcome all of those losses with our business growth. And now that we have the tram coming back online and, and being profitable, we really look to see, um, a, you know, a, a strong continuation of our business performance, even though some of those pandemic-related um, growth measures, you know, the medical uh, areas, the equipment purchases and medical equipment sales has, has kind of taken a step back. Um, how far did that COVID relief funding get the corporation, would you say? Well, you know, the, the COVID relief funding, it's, so we did receive CARES Act money, and we, we talked about that before on the program. Uh, we, you know, we received $11.1 million, and that didn't go to the corporation. We, we moved it all. We moved $10.6, $10.7 million of that to shareholders. So that was a, um, a, a kind of a pass-through mechanism rather than a, a corporate, you know, um, business use and then we did receive some triple P loans as well, some um, payroll protection um, loans. And, mm-hmm. and those, you know, went to employees as well. We use that to, to pay payroll and, and do other things. And of all of our business, you know, we only received uh, a little over $3 million in triple P loans. So um, that, that didn't really have much of an impact on Gold Belt as a whole. So speaking of another vehicle, if you would, the Tana Trust. Is there an update for that? Yeah, and that's our distribution trust that the that the shareholders approved in, in 2019. And that's been a, a huge opportunity to um, contribute and help manage our tax obligation. So um, using the Tana Distribution Trust, we've been able to provide um, tax-free distributions to shareholders so those those payments are not taxable by the federal government to the shareholders. So we've actually put about um, two million dollars more into shareholders' hands um, through you, through that vehicle use um, in the last three years, and, and that's been a pretty awesome achievement. So McHugh, I wanted to come back to the business climate survey that the Southeast Conference came out because Alaska Native organization leaders were asked how they view the overall business climate in the region. 45% said it's good and 55% said it was poor. So a little bit of a mixed response. Well, what do you think? I'm, you know, I'm optimistic always, Kevin. So I was probably in that 45%. I, I did submit that survey on behalf of Gold Belt. And I think that we have 
some cool opportunities in Southeast if we can work together to thoughtfully apply those and build those out. Uh, and, you know, I'm really bullish on uh, improving our transportation, having a hub-and-spoke system, allowing um, dependable, reliable transportation of goods and services to just uh, better serve our people and lower the cost of living in Southeast. So on transportation, I understand you have a partnership in the works with the Department of Transportation regarding the Cascade Point. Could you first explain what it is Gold Belt or is, is proposing? Yeah, so this and it goes back to having reliable, uh, affordable transportation. So the DOT commissioner, Ryan, Ryan Anderson, um, has, has conducted studies on Cascade Point and says that it, if a ferry terminal was built at Cascade Point, it would be a little less than two hours to go up to Haines and to Skagway from that location. And it would save uh, on ticket prices by about 25%. So ridership would um, pay less money to uh, take a shorter route. And so I think that's a, a super opportunity. Uh, more importantly, what we'd like to see is we'd like to see um, a return to normal ferry service. Over the last, I'd say, 15 years, 20 years maybe, we've seen a significant degradation in the ferry service. And I, I'm not blaming anyone specifically, but I believe that we have an obligation to help provide solutions in our community and our region, and Gold Belt wants to do that. And so uh, we believe with a, a public-private partnership with DOT that we can provide an outlet to get a, an affordable, reliable transportation link to the mainland. And, and what our goal is is to have six- or seven-day ferry service from that location. And if, if it's affordable there and it lowers costs, then we can take the existing money that DOT is spending on the ferry service and move it to other communities. So we have better transportation across the entire region, not just in Juneau. So as I understand, the ferry board didn't make a move on this at its meeting, but would you still plan to pursue development at Cascade? Yeah, and I think it's important to know, too, that this is a, a the legislature approved an advisory board. And the advisory board is supposed to provide some recommendations back to the legislature on uh, opportunities that can provide a sustainable, dependable system. And there are there are multiple things happening at the same time. And so, um, and I'm not speaking for DOT, but I believe that as a as an Alaska Native corporation, uh, we can work with the system to provide solutions and help everybody. Um, address their goals and, and provide a better climate for uh, work and um, personal life. Very good. And staying on Douglas, we saw that a studies in progress regarding a second crossing to the island. With all the land the corporation has on the island, is this something you've been monitoring? Absolutely. And, and we've, Gold Belt has been working very closely with the city and with DOT uh, to pursue um, um, a thoughtful location for a North Douglas crossing. We know from the Coast Guard that uh, if, if we want to receive um, consideration from the federal government to develop anything on the backside of Douglas, there needs to be two points of access for safety reasons. And we also know that if, if we want to avoid um, heavy traffic through the downtown area, which is, you know, I think a very smart thing to do to avoid uh, pedestrian, um, you know, uh, focused areas of our town that we should have a second crossing to divert some of that traffic and, 
and maybe uh, create some new um, locations for activity outside of the downtown corridor. So you're just so you're in you are monitoring the process then, but you, your interest is in the in the safety and the aspect of the second crossing, making sure responders are getting to where they need to go. Absolutely. And I think some, some people are concerned or maybe um, focused on Gold Belt owning land. We have, uh, you know, um, Alaska Native Claims Settlement Act land on the backside of Douglas, about 1,800 acres. But truthfully speaking, we're a long way from developing anything there. We don't have anything on the horizon, um, building out utilities, um, you know, water, sewer, electrical, uh, roads. That's hundreds of millions of dollars of development. And um, that's not something that is within our capability. So uh, what we're focused on is making sure that the people have safe and reliable access um, to medical and uh, options in the community. And I think that if we can um, help provide that, then then we want to be a part of that solution. So to keep up this theme of partnerships, I also wanted to ask you about something we had discussed in the last program as well, this the gondola purchase. Now, from what we last heard, you and the city were discussing uh, the option of Gold Belt coming in and helping with the funding. Do you have an update? Yeah, I do. And, and I, I think it's important, too, that, that everybody realizes that this is a business engagement. I think some people think that this might be a, a contribution or a um, or donation from Gold Belt to the city, and it's not. This is a business um, relationship that Gold Belt is pursuing with Eagle Crest. And that business relationship has to be profitable for Gold Belt as well as profitable for Eagle Crest. And so we're working on those details to make sure that, that we can achieve um, each entity's goal. And uh, I can't I can't speak beyond that, but I think it's important to know that um, if we can make this work, we can make um, Eagle Crest profitable. And so we take a burden off of the taxpayers and we can also um, create a, a profit stream for Gold Belt that allows for more benefits to shareholders. And hopefully we can build some more employment and um, a pipeline of, of employees, not only to work at Eagle Crest on the gondola, but to work at uh, Gold Belt Tram downtown and, and also to work at the gondola at Icy Strait Point with the Huna Totem Corporation. Owned. So I think we could really create a, a network and a pipeline of experienced, skilled employees that, that create strong career opportunities in Southeast. You know, McHugh, do, do you ever think Gold Belt needs its own gondolas? I mean, maybe new ones? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, it was so it, we had a really good discussion about that at the board meeting in July about the Gold Belt board was saying, hey, you know what, what do we see as um, um, an area where we could develop or where do we apply more um, uphill activity in the area, uh, maybe in Juneau, uh, maybe in another area of Southeast. And, and, and we're definitely open to um, pursuing new areas of business going uphill. And uh, we'll work with the appropriate agencies to do that, but we don't want to create a situation that it is a, a build it and they will come and then people never come. So uh, we're operating downtown right now and there's a lot of people downtown and we'd love to operate uh, with Eagle Crest at Eagle Crest 
to support more people going there for adventure activities. And I think that if we intelligently target uh, activities and customer groups, that we will always have a um, sustainable business that will produce benefits for shareholders. Mm. I see. Because it's, it's attracting a certain type of visitor when you're putting a gondola up over there. Yeah. 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 And there's, there's certain ways to move people around too, right? So um, different companies can choose to move people differently and, and we're focused on specific activities rather than just movement of people. So on another topic, we saw the blood quantum question posed to see Alaska shareholders was answered at their most recent annual meeting and they had approved it. What was your reaction? So from a gold belt perspective, uh, you know, there's a lot of folks have asked us, they said, well, what is gold belt going to do and how does that affect gold belt? And I think it's important for listeners to know that that was a Sea Alaska specific issue where Sea Alaska has created a, another class of stock and that class of stock had rules around it regarding blood quantum. And now those rules around that class of stock and blood quantum have changed. And, and I think that's an inclusive way that shareholders have voted to support it, and that's great. We're happy for them. Um, at Gold Belt, we don't have another class of stock. We have the existing stock that was created when the corporation was um, established and, uh, in 1973, 74. And uh, we, are, we are considering how to continue to make Gold Belt relevant to our people. And there's a lot of different ways. And the, and the board, the Gold Belt Inc. Board of Directors has uh, put a lot of thought into it. And the, the reaction and the discussion at Sea Alaska influences what Gold Belt wants to do because our shareholders, a majority of them, are also Sea Alaska shareholders. So we're looking at the best way to make Gold Belt relevant. We don't have an answer yet, um, but we know that we have more than 4,000 shareholders. And we also know that the average number of shares held by an individual shareholder is decreasing as time goes on. So simply paying a dividend doesn't carry the same weight that it did in the past. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting given that Sea Alaska is joining two other regional corporations too. Uh, you're, you're a urban native corporation. So that's a different, that's a different designation right there. Correct. And, and what, we're, we're very similar to a village corporation. The only difference, there's four, there's four urban corporations across the state, and we are grouped in with the village corps. But the difference is, is that our shareholders receive directly that natural resource revenue sharing money that otherwise goes to the village corporation for distribution. So when Sea Alaska pays a spring dividend to its shareholders, and you see the at-large urban corporation group, that money is, is larger because um, all of the natural resource, the 7I, 7J money, as it's referred to, um, that would go to a village corp for its consideration on how to use it does not come to Gold Belt. It goes directly to our shareholders for them to use. So we don't have the opportunity to use that money to build a business um, because it goes directly to shareholders, and, and we're happy about that. We're not trying to change that at all. Is there anything you'd like to add? Kevin, I just want to say that, that we're really excited for the opportunities in Southeast Alaska and for the resilience of our people. 
You know, we live in a rich, vibrant community because our culture is strong and our values are strong, and we want to continue to promote both of those. And I think that visitors love coming to Juneau and they love coming to Southeast because uh, those those values and those beliefs are so attractive and our culture is so rich. And if there's a way that we can help build business around that to share that with more people, we want to do it. President and CEO of Gold Belt McHugh Pierre, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for having me, Kevin. All right. And with that, join us tomorrow. We may or may not have a guest. We currently do not have one planned, so be sure to tune in for that. But thank you for tuning in this July 13th. This is Kevin Allen Fraction Line signing off.